good to go. God hates Australia. This is Pure Decking, show number 549 for Thursday, January the 25th, 1915. This is the show about stuff that interests me, like information security, rigging this game, and remember, everyone you meet is fighting their own secret battle, probably against you. Tonight, we have a madman, eventually. What's up, What's up, madman? Nothing much. Mine's against chocolate and the all-squirrel. You're the all-squirrel. That's not so secret a battle, and it knows I'm after it. And I'm glad we have an RU because I would we would have done the whole damn show not realizing we were recording silence. <laughs> and that's why we do the quality checks. That is why we do the quality checks. <laughs> What's going on, RU? Another oh. uh, trying to figure out whether it's my headset or we're only going out in one channel. Oh fuck. Okay, I can look, I can check that. <laughs> we should not be going out only in one channel, but. We are going out only in one channel. Son of a bitch! Was I right? No, you're right. I, I, I can okay. verify it. It's only one channel. So I have to find the sound card in the mess of cables. Oh my god, it's about to, it's about to drop. Oh, ow! <laughs> well, on the bright side, if you did record a whole bunch of nothing, uh, you would be able to answer one of Simon and Garfunkel's famous questions of the sound of silence. Uh, well played, madman. Well played. Like, the sound of this silence is, is zero like. decibels. It's a flat line. It should be fixed now. I see both channels. We, we did the entire intro in only one channel, and I don't care. Okay. We're not fixing it. Okay. I'm not self-doubting myself again. No, we, it's right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I must have kicked the sound card or something because it was sitting there just barely connected on the, on the left channel. <laughs> oh, no, dude. You should have fixed it while completely trying to convince Ryu he was having a stroke. <laughs> I, I, I'm bad at lying, Madman. You know this. The story of the start of this year is self-doubt, dude. Uh. Everybody's going to hear the windows dings as I'm hitting the KVM to switch between the broadcast box and back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> eh, whatever. Who cares? <sighs> Anyways, it was a news week, like man. I didn't really check it out much this week. Kind of crap, all full of politics and um, not a hell of a lot really to talk about tech wise. I got a couple of things. Uh, yeah, I didn't catch anything that stood out. Well, Cycro sent me a fun story about robocallers using uh, an AI voice of Joe Biden, so we'll we'll get that one last. That one's interesting. Yeah, I saw that one. I got and a little little kerfuffle about uh, AI fucking waifus. I don't have that one. I don't have that one for tonight. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm not, it's not a fully fleshed out it. argument just yet, but I'm, I'm seeing it kick off. Uh, I'm pretty sure the articles will start soon on how uh, unfair it is on women to 
men to have artificial girlfriends. That uh, and, and, and how, uh, one that's one that's not tech news that's totally baffled me. What the fuck is a Stanley Cup? Apart from a hockey thing, Stanley Cup and is a insulated mug, much like each a, other. Huh? Why are people beating each other in shopping centers for these things? Yeah, because oh, they're stupid. That part I don't get. Yeah. You know, it's it's an insulated mug, like a Yeti, or you know any of the number of other cheap knockoffs of a Yeti. Okay. It just says oh. it says Stanley on the side because it's Stanley brand, and Stanley was making thermoses for God knows how long. A uh, hundred and twenty years. Yeah, I'm I would go with man. all of them are knockoffs of Stanley. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's it's an insulated mug. I mean, I don't understand. Okay, I'm just going to leave it there. Oh, then. I can explain it to you. So, as what? with all stupid things in modern times, it starts with TikTok and a fat, homely woman who uh, did a TikTok video with a Stanley Cup, and then they became popular for women. Before, they were oh, just used sorry. by uh, tradies and anyone who needed to beat a man to death with a thermos. Because yeah, the old Stanley it. thermoses you could beat a man to death with. My oh, the big green ones? A, a Stanley thermos. Yeah, green one. Yeah, my dad had, had one too. Since he was an apprentice, you know, he still got it. Yeah. The thing works perfect. Pick your, your soup in it in the morning, it's hot all day, and if you ever need to beat a man to death, you have a thermos. Yeah. It's Ready for doing that. For that. I, I have a modern Stanley thermos, but it's it's much smaller and probably only really holds about, I don't know, a third of a pot of coffee. That's all I've ever put in it is coffee, but, you know. Yeah. Okay, thanks for clearing that one up. Yeah, all no. got to do with TikTok. It's 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 stupid and makes no sense. But uh, yeah, welcome to the internet. That that certainly is the current state of things. Useless and confusing. Yeah, no shit. I will give Stanley kudos for this though. As soon as that happened, they were rolling shit out, taking advantage of it. Well, why wouldn't you? You want to right? stand six hours in line? For a cup we've been selling for your entire life, go right ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. You can go to Walmart and find a thermos that doesn't say Stanley on the side, and you know, pay five bucks for it. Well, Bidenomics ten bucks for it, or you can, you know, fight a Gen Z TikToker. In the mall for a Stanley mug. I don't. I don't understand it. Oh, I don't know, dude. I, I wouldn't mind bashing the fuck out of a Gen Z TikToker. Yeah, I was going, maybe mall. some people just like the battle. I mean, you know, it's not. It's not even about the cup. They just, you know, the victory. Although oh, now gosh, it comes yeah. in pink. They're they're expanding. Yeah, like, I just want to know how many people discovered they could go into a berserker rage in those lines. That's. It was weird, dude. Pick up a level of barbarian, you know. All right. Well, let's get into it. First one I got is from Torrent Freak. And I, I'm doing this story as much because I'm surprised by the fact that they're making a Beetlejuice 2 as yeah. well as where it's gone with this. Because if this is allowed to proceed in court, it's... um. I'm not sure what to make of it. Um, in 1988, the then 29-year-old movie director Tim Burton was widely praised for iconic comedy horror Beetlejuice. No, he wasn't. Beetlejuice bombed in theaters. It came back later as kind of a cult hit, didn't it? 
Yeah, it was a cold hit. It didn't make anything in theaters, really. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I loved the movie, too. But it was not. And I can't. Yeah. It was not a hit in 1988. <laughs> I didn't see it in theaters, but I grew up watching the uh, movie and the cartoon and liked them both. Oh, yeah. Movie went on to win an Oscar, and Burton's career was well underway. Uh, with Batman and Edward Scissorhands' his next movie projects. When 35 years after the Beetlejuice debut, a sequel is about to be released. The upcoming Beetlejuice 2 brings back old cast members, including Winona Ryder and Michael Keaton, paired with new stars such as Jenna Ortega. It's scheduled for release in September this year. I did not know they were making a Beetlejuice 2. And unfortunately, like, Michael Keaton was still alive. Well, there's that. Uh, and on top of all this, is it going to be the same problem that happens every time they try to come back and make a sequel decades later? And it just sucks. Who is it, Will? Because well, it'll have the message. Yeah. Well, you know, we say that, but I kind of liked the Tron one. I thought that was all right. Yeah. See, I, didn't, I didn't look at the original Tron. The new Top Gun wasn't bad. Yeah. So they they can do a sequel follow-up years later if they're trying to make a good movie, but I'm kind of like with Are You, it's going to have the message. To warm up, I'm afraid it's going to. Yep. To warm up fans, Warner Brothers has already released a ta- trailer and a tra- teaser, which are widely available online. We'll have to look that up later. At the same time, however, an unidentified source has, previous, has leaked previously unseen material from the film online. Oh, no. Uh, in a post on Tumblr, someone using the... <laughs> Tumblr is apparently still a thing. Someone using the name Polly P9 posted an alleged on-set photo from the upcoming film last November. The post didn't include any other information, but came with tags such as Beetlejuice, Tim Burton, Leak, and Warner Brothers. Uh, archive copy reveals. So they've pulled up the archive copy and then pixelated it to put in the article. So it like literally is just a amorphous blob, I guess, because they didn't want to get a takedown notice. Uh, the image, which has since been removed, didn't give away too much. However, Warner Brothers is clearly alarmed by the leak. The movie studio has a history of cracking down on unauthorized distribution of leaked material, and this is no exception. Warner Brothers recently requested a DMCA subpoena at a California federal court requiring Tumblr to share the identifying information on the person behind the account. The request includes a declaration from Michael uh, Bentcover, director of worldwide online enforcement operations at Warner Brothers explaining the situation. Quote, the purpose for this subpoena is sought to obtain the identity of the Tumblr user at PolyP9 who posted infringing content that appeared on a Tumblr account. Specifically, without permission, Tumblr user PolyP9 posted access to requester's unpublished copyrighted image from its forthcoming theatrical film to the Tumblr account, thus infringing requester's copyright, unquote. The declaration does not mention Beetlejuice 2, but... Directly, but an accompanying copy of the takedown request sent by, to, by Warner Brothers to Tumblr leaves no room for uncertainty. Yeah, and they're, at this point, they're calling the film Beater just to 2024 feature film. So no no really reveal of what the little tagline for it's going to be, or if they're literally just calling it Beetlejuice 2. Um, DMCP, DMCA subpoenas don't require a review from a judge. In a week after the request was filed, it was signed off by a court clerk. Afterward, the movie studio sent a copy to Tumblr requesting it to hand over the information. The paperwork requests Tumblr to share information that would make it possible to identify the user who, according to Warner Brothers, posted the copyrighted image that was taken on set. 
Quote, such information would include, but is not limited to, individual's name, physical address, IP addresses, phone number, email, payment information, account updates, and account history. Unquote, the subpoena clarifies. Um, the image may be a photo of another image displayed on a laptop or a similar device, but uh, Torfreak could not verify this in independently. While the photo itself isn't copyrighted, the Beetlejuice 2 movie is. Uh, Warner Brothers stresses that any information obtained will be only be used to protect the studio's copyright interests. What that entails exactly was not made clear. Well, it's corporate lawyers, right? So, you know, they want to sacrifice this guy and drink his blood. Uh, Tumblr confirmed to us that it received the subpoena and chose not to object. This suggests that if any usable information was available, it was handed over to Warner Brothers with the affected user also notified. Quote, while we can't discuss the specifics of the case, we can confirm we did receive the subpoena in question and after an assessment of the facts available to us, did not file an objection. If a user account was identified, we will have notified the impacted account holder with more details, including whether or not information was provided, unquote, a Tumblr spokesperson added. Tumblr, which is owned by WordPress parent company Automatic, uh, further points out that it's very uh, critical of potential DMCA abuse. As highlighted in the past, it rejects a large portion of the takedown notices it receives. Quote, as you know, it's our policy to review every bit of legal process we receive. In addition, we are particularly sensitive to abuse of the DMCA to curtail freedom of speech, and we have regularly pushed back on overreaching DMCA takedown demands, unquote, the company notes. So, anyways, the leak is still floating around. Other people have it. It's been archived, things like that. But it's pretty clear that this is not about taking down some random image from, you know, a set photo, right? This is about figuring out who it was, because whoever it was was probably on set, probably works for Warner Brothers, and they want to uh, inform this person of the error of his ways, or her. You're no longer employed because you violated your contract saying that you're not going to leak this shit. So, I'm not... I'm not, I don't like the idea of a digital copyright act, take down or notice, or subpoena, being used to get information on somebody for a purpose other than copyright enfor- enforcement, right? Because that's obviously what's happening here. I mean, yeah, they're saying, oh, they want to protect their copyright, sure. Tumblr can take the image down. You don't have to necessarily provide it information to them. Um, now, the, you know, they have a, an option to sue for copyright infringement, but have a hard time t- claiming damages, so you'd go statutory for a single photo. But I think it's pretty clear that they're not looking to get the photo taken down. Especially because set photos of movies and stuff go around after the movie comes out anyways as a, you know, promotional stuff. I think it's more they want to know who leaked it and they're abusing the system to do that. I think the key there is in the article that uh, it's an image displayed on another. It's an image of an image on a laptop. Well, that's certainly a good way to clear metadata. Well, I was going to say that that, that's how they're trying to trace down the because the person on set didn't post the video, the picture. I'd say it was a friend of the person that may have been on set. Sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't, I, this is hard because it's like, 
yes, Warner Brothers has the right to try to protect their copyright. And at the same time, this is not somebody posting a torrent of this movie, right? This is nothing. This is not going to hurt sales of the movie. This is not. I can't think of any reasonable. Go ahead. Go ahead. It could affect sales. What if the image is super shitty? Like, I don't know. Did you catch the uh, leaked images of the new uh, Deadpool? No. They wanted them down because they're terrible. Oh, was that the trailer where they had like CGIing Wolverine's mask on and it just looked awful? It's the one they had Hugh Jackman um, as Wolverine in the big yellow fucking suit from the cartoon. I thought that that was a. I thought they put that out on purpose. I thought that was a, like a trailer. No, that was shot from uh, in a distance. Someone with a high-powered lens. Uh, they've released a few, and it depends on which one you're talking about. Ah, but a lot of early set shots they don't want out simply because they can look like crap. I'm remembering um, X Men Two: Days of Futures Past. Yeah, that was um, another one. One of the fight scenes got leaked, and most of the fight scene was going to be digitally rendered. So all that got leaked, since it hadn't been finished yet, were two of the actors, and what they were doing looked dumb, because you didn't see the full shot they were going for. Now, in the actual movie, it looked pretty cool, because they're spinning around this severed head of a sentinel that's falling past them. But the shots themselves that were initially leaked were crap. So I can see trying to keep shots like that. But with this, if you're on set, I pull out my camera and take a shot of um, anything on set. Warner Brothers doesn't have a copyright of the photo I took. I took the photo. That's a good point. Yeah. I would look at a movie set like I'd look at a uh, art gallery. No fucking photography. True, but if you manage to take a photo, I mean, they can kick you out and ask you to leave, but well, it's still your photo. I mean, if I was running a, thi- a, a set for a movie, yeah, it would be no, no unauthorized photos. Because you know, I wouldn't want my movie being leaked either. Yeah, you'd you'd make everybody on 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 site sign a uh, yeah NDA and uh, yeah, no NDA phones on yeah. set, no phones on set. The only cameras are the ones that we're having for the filming and the stills cameras that we need for makeup stuff like that. Well, if uh, they're I still thought that would be a priority. If they're still filming movies in a few years, that's that'll probably be the reality is to prevent uh, stuff like this. It, they're not it's, going to be filming movies. Yeah, they're, they're going to be doing them all all digitally anyway. So but They'll still be filming, and it's already standard procedure that it's locked down like that. If you're not authorized, you're not supposed to be on set. Yeah. So now, how stringently that's enforced is literally how expensive is the set that you're trying to get on. Well, it's, it probably yeah. varies by production company and all that shit, too. But I mean, you, you're going to have. Is the set outdoors in public or is it on a soundstage? Yeah. And you're going to have thousands of people working on movies. I mean, maybe not directly, but 
certainly indirectly there will be because you're going to have prop masters people building the sets costume people you're going to have all these other things besides the actors and the directors and the people who are directly supporting them you know like camera operators and stuff like that so you're going to have all kinds of people running around in there so that's that is a a hard to control thing i just something about this strikes me is 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 wrong to force Tumblr to give up account and IP information because of a leaked movie picture, not again, you know, it's like, yes, you have the right to enforce your copyright, but I I don't, it feels weird. It's like, Oh, it's definitely, there's something wrong here. uh, I I can't see where it is. I can't see why they want to go that hard on a Tumblr. It feels like somebody is using the force of government to uncover somebody on a on a website so they can come down on them. And it's like, okay, yes, you you have a copyright case, but you don't, you know. If if Madman was at my house, took a photo of my 3D printer setup, and then posted it online on his website, and I didn't know who it was him because I'd maybe had several people over that day, and I, you know, it, it would be kind of weird to sue the website to figure out who posted that photo because it was not authorized. You know, I know it's a little different than a movie set, but I'm I'm just trying to think of of a similar example. Basically, the courts would get tell me to get bent. I think the only reason they are able to file this is because it's, you know, it's fucking Warner Brothers. Either that or it's uh, two women are being vindictive against each other. Oh, God. Uh, I think they're able to do it because it was actually a movie set. If it was anywhere else, they'd have been fine. And I also think unless this dude signed a non-disclosure, I don't know that there's a lot that they can go after him for a still image especially if he snapped it himself. Right, but I don't think they're actually going after him on copyright. I think they're trying to figure out who it is to see if it's somebody they can... Like, if it's somebody who worked on a movie set who violated their agreement to not take photos, or if it's a... You know, if if they can figure out, oh, it's a friend of somebody who worked there, and and they didn't didn't know they took that photo, but they did. So, you know, I think they're looking for somebody to come down on inside the production uh, group. Maybe there's just been too much fucking around on this set and they wanted to uh, sort it out once and for all. Well, that could be too. It's just, like I said, it feels weird to see it, you know, go through the court to do that. Although it is, it is a fantastic argument for always using a VPN and rotating your IP addresses occasionally and never filling out real information on social media stuff. Especially when Tumblr first came out, you could go put in fake shit on that. I don't know if they've uh, broken, if they've gotten any better since they've been bought out, because they've been bought out, like, twice since it originated. Yeah, well, I don't know about that, but uh, I haven't looked at Tumblr, and I I didn't realize it was still a thing. Um, But that said, I also kind of think that, um, well, I think it's part of the problem is that people have been, (sighs) Google started this a few years back, a few years back, a decade back, Facebook too. Well, probably Facebook more than Google. Now that I'm thinking about it, they they made a big push to 
start using your your real information, your real name online, right? Because before then, everybody used screen names. Every, you know, there's a big thing. Oh, you don't tell people where you really live. You don't tell people your real name online. And, you know, Facebook kind of started that. And other companies jumped on and really liked this idea of having you give out your real information for accounts. And it's kind of been trained up that you don't, you know, have an internet personality. You just, you know, use your real info online and it makes it easier for companies to do stuff like this. And I kind of wonder how much of that is uh, <laughs> corporate training to be good little consumers versus what the internet was say in the nineties <laughs> when you could didn't know who the hell was who. I think it's, you're thinking of a different culture because it, it goes back before Facebook. It's MySpace, And it was uh, a company was making money Getting people to connect in real life on the internet, yeah, and trying to blend the two because what you're thinking of were groups of hobbyists that would hop on together, and they weren't blending their real life; they were blending one particular passion. And some of those may have had a screen name, but not even all of them. Some of them still use their real name. If you were in a photo club or something on a BBS. No, maybe I'm just thinking mostly of, of early gamer culture. Then yeah, you're you're thinking gamer culture and early hacker culture, where it was cool to be called Captain Crunch, but Bob likes bees. On this beekeeping forum was probably a dude named Bob who actually liked bees. Yeah, I blame it. MySpace and, yeah, social media. When it went from BBS and groups of people surrounding a particular passion to let's put everything online, it's those corporate groups that push the whole your real life. Yeah. Well, I guess if you're going to leak movie set photos, you know, practice a little bit of operational security because they're going to sue the company to try to... Huh? Burner account. Yeah, really. With a 10-minute email. Oh, that's what TMZ is for. Yeah. Drop it to the press that's uh, going to claim Fourth Amendment, or Fourth Amendment, First Amendment protections when they're leaking the set photos. Yeah. All right. We ready for the next story? Yep. This next one's from TechSpot. Massive leak exposes 26 billion records in the mother of all breaches. Includes data from Twitter, Dropbox, and LinkedIn. Uh, researchers, uh, well, we'll just do this. Cybersecurity researcher Bob Dychenko, who has uncovered many big data leaks over the years, and the Cyber News team have discovered the exposed records. In this case, with or as in the case with similar databases, most of the data in M- MOAB has been gathered together from previous leaks over the years, but the sure number of records it contains suggests there will be new information that's never before appeared online. The database containing containing twenty six billion records across 3,800 folders, each corresponding to a separate data breach, is likely the largest ever compilation of multiple breaches. So the most most accounts came from Tencent, then Weibo, uh, 360 million from MySpace, then 281 million Twitter, 
Wattpad, NetEase, Deezer, LinkedIn, Adult Friend Finder, Zynga, Luxotica, Evite, Zing, Adobe, MyFitnessPal, Canva, JD.com, Babo, VK, Yuku. Those are the, the highest numbers in these things. Um, but there's 86 million from Daily Motion, 69 from Dropbox, 41 million from Telegram. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not surprising that all these different breaches have been collected together. Probably just a good reminder to go out and change passwords. You should do that every once in a while. This is probably a good reminder. It's your, it's time to do it. Just start changing all your passwords. Go rotate them. <laughs> oh, time to introduce legislation saying individuals own their data. <laughs> well, Europe's done that. I don't know that it's helped. Did they say where yeah. they found it? Maybe I skipped that. Researchers discovered a database composed of stolen user credentials, and personal identifiable information. So large, it's been dubbed the mother of all breaches. 26 billion. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah, but they did say it's a compilation of other breaches. Yep. So there's not really a, a total of how many were new yet. I imagine somebody's selling access to it, and that's, that's what they've. That's why they didn't put too much information out, as they uh, they didn't want to tip their hand as to you know who was getting at it and how. So yeah, it's probably a good you know good reminder. To go change all your passwords because uh, sounds like a whole bunch of them just got leaked. Push for people to go back to manual underwriting that there's less incentive to steal your data? Well, it's not just underwriting. This is, I mean, this is everything, right? You know, you can do a lot with compromised accounts. If you're a spammer and you've got 14,000 Twitter accounts or something, right? You can charge people for likes and follows. You can, you know, build whole bot, you know, contingencies for doing influencers. If you get a whole bunch of Amazon accounts, you know, you can... You can sell review bombs, you know, good or bad. You can, there's a lot of business out there to be done if you've got a large collection of accounts that are um, preferably active users who just don't know their passwords popped, right? Because then they're real accounts. And so when the odd activity shows up, um, they're less likely to, you know, notice. And if you start blocking these accounts, you'll have real users complaining at them. So that makes companies less uh, inclined to do so. Time to tank the new Stanley Cup. <laughs> As an example. <laughs> Could not reach your delivery. Fuck you. Sorry. Anyways. Uh, my local post office sucks. Yeah, rather than just saying, we don't have enough people to cover the routes, and that's why your shit didn't get delivered, they said, yeah, your location was unreachable today. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, it's your fault. Yeah, exactly, because that way they don't have to go back to the, 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 well, they don't have to go back to Amazon and say, oh, well, we fucked up. We couldn't meet our delivery deadline. And say, oh, no, the customer's uh, location was unreachable, probably due to the snow. Fucker, it's been 60 degrees outside for like two days. <laughs> Snow's gone. 
Unreachable. I made it to work and made it home afterwards. You couldn't drop my package off, you bastard? <laughs> uh, anyways. Let's do this uh, Ars Technica story because it's uh, funny. It's bullshit, but it's funny. HP CEO invokes James Bond-style hack via ink cartridges. Quote, our objective... Or our long-term objective is to make printing a subscription, unquote. Oof. Well, we've known this for years, but I mean, now they're just saying it. Yeah. So. Last- Fuck the entire fucking planet. I want to own shit. Even if I replace the printer because it's cheaper than replacing the ink. I've had the same... I Well, I... You know this, Mad Ben, because I was talking about it earlier. RU was skipping the headset, and we all understand why. Um, that that little laser printer that I've had for 20 years, it's it's finally given up the ghost. It still prints, but they look terrible. And uh, I've cleaned it. I've, I've pulled it apart, and its plastics are super brittle, so I don't want to pull it apart any more than I already have. It's got the type of toner cartridge that has replacement roller in it and it's fairly new so it's not that and i put a new fuser in it and i've done the i can get it to print good for about five pages by pulling it apart and doing the little anti-static thing on the fuser and then putting it back in and then it'll get about five pages and then it just starts printing a smeared mess again which it's 20 years old so i think that's a pretty good run for a printer you know what i mean yeah you got your money yeah. out of it you're happy so i i was doing a whole bunch of research on buying a new printer because my first thought was well, I need to buy another laser. And uh, fuck, color lasers are expensive. And um, Static was suggesting I look at these ink tank printers. And pretty much they charge more for the printer up front, but the ink is sold in bottles, not cartridges, and you just refill the little tanks on the side. And it's like, okay. And so I did some more research and I picked out one of these cannons because all the modules in it can be replaced. Because it has the same problem of any other inkjet. They can dry up, right? And they can clog yeah. up. But you can pull these cartridges out to replace the all the bits where that can happen. I think probably with the exception of the print head, but you can flush it for that. So... I don't think I'll get 20 years out of it, but hopefully I get, you know, more than five because that's the other thing is you have to print enough for it to be economical to go with the ink tank because they cost more up front but the uh, generic replacements are like 10 bucks for a set of the four inks on on online yeah and then you print enough you're going to use it before the ink goes bad and starts clogging shit up yeah i hope so (laughs) we'll see but um, anyways, so we'll see how this works out for me. If I'm on here in a few months complaining, hey, don't buy this fucking printer. You'll know why. Um, let's see. Oh, I'll, I'll have a way of both of you becoming super popular and eating up your ink at the same time. You uh, print a stack of Pathfinder character sheets and D&D character sheets and then just drop them at your local gaming store once a month. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, 
That I mean, yeah, somebody might appreciate that. Probably not the gaming store if they're trying to sell the character uh, folios, but you know. Last Thursday, to keep my printer working. Yeah. <laughs> Last Thursday, HP CEO Enrique Lorez addressed the company's controversial practice of bricking printers when users load them with third-party ink. According to CNBC Television, he said, quote, We have seen that when you can embed viruses in the or we have seen that you can embed viruses in the cartridge. Through the cartridge, the virus can go into the printer, and then from the printer it can go into the network. Unquote. The fuck? So you're the virus because you're worried about a different virus. I'm not going to say that it's impossible to embed a virus into the into a printer cartridge because they do have chips in them for measuring the usage of the ink and reporting to the printer when it's printed enough pages using that ink that it should report that the cartridge is empty. Because they don't want people refilling the cartridges with third-party ink. So they put these chips in them. Now, it's they're probably whatever the cheapest micro you can get that will fit the form factor is. So it is not impossible that somebody could be flashing other firmware onto these chips. And I wouldn't doubt that the printers are probably just using an SPI bus or some other generic data bus to communicate with the chips and the cartridges because why would they spend the, the time and effort to develop something stupid proprietary when they can just use an, a, a you know off-the-shelf example solution for whatever micros they're using in their in their devices i'm not going to say that's impossible what i will say it's exceedingly fucking unlikely because that is such a targeted attack to put a virus through three layers of firmware to eventually get into a network that I don't know would even fit in the amount of memory space you're talking about for the micro in a printer cartridge. And it's then a state it, level attack. You you have to literally get the cartridge into the physical device. I, I mean, it's not impossible, but it would be a movie plot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. This is like a state actor on a, a targeted person. And then there's still going to be a better way to fucking do it. Uh, that, yeah, there's like a hundred better ways to do it. If you can get a printer cartridge into a target network, I guarantee you can get a flash drive and a gullible uh -huh. secretary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Easy. You, I mean, unless your budget for your, uh, your three-letter acronym group is really big. There are much better ways. A fancy-looking gaming keyboard, a Raspberry Pi Pico, and the USB rubber ducky code. I mean, it's a hell of a lot easier than this bullshit with the printer cartridges. Especially when most companies use a third-party provider for their large machines that get the toner in that way anyways. It's not, it's not even using a cartridges in most companies. They're using lasers because they're contracted through Dynamics or Rico or some bullshit. <sighs> Anyways, um, I, I guess the attack vector would be third-party cartridges having viruses to target home users to root their machines, but 
that's again so out there anyways that frightening scenario could help to explain why hp which was hit this month with another lawsuit over its dynamic security system uh insists on deploying it to printers Dynamic security stops HP printers from functioning if an ink cartridge without an HP chip or an HP electronic circuitry is installed. HP has issued firmware updates that block printers with ink cartridges from from printing, leading to the above lawsuit, which is seeking class action certification. The suit alleges that HP printer customers were not made aware that printer firmware updates issued in late 2022 and early 2023 could result in the printer features not working. The lawsuit seeks monetary damages and an injunction preventing HP from issuing printer updates that block ink cartridges without an HP chip. But are hacked ink cartridges something we should actually be concerned about? To investigate, the author turned to our senior security editor, Dan Golden. Uh, he told me that he didn't know of any attacks actively used in the wild that are capable of using a cartridge to infect a printer. Uh, Gooden also put a question to Mastodon, and cybersecurity professionals, many with expertise in embedded device hacking, were decidedly skeptical. (laughs) Yeah, uh, let's see here. So Steve Belovin says, uh, purely from a threat modeling perspective, I'm skeptical unless it's a nation state doing a tailored attack. That's That's what I said. That's the same conclusion we just reached. Uh, Michael Miller here, who uses the Red Mage from Final Fantasy 1 as his icon. Good choice, sir. Uh, as someone who works for a different inkjet printer company, I'd say it's a pretty terrible engine design if you could maliciously craft a cartridge to contain a virus. Um, the amount of information which needs to be stored on the cartridge is fairly small. If the data is not in the format you expect, reject it as invalid. HP is known to be good at this. I'm hoping to be proven wrong with the POC, but it smells like FUD to me. Um, another commenter going by Graham Sutherland on Mastodon referred to a serial presence detect or SPD electrically erasable programmable read only memory, a form of flash memory used extensively in ink cartridges saying, uh, quote, I've seen and done some truly wacky hardware stuff in my life, including hiding data in SPD EPROMs on memory DIMMs and replacing them with microcontrollers for similar shenanigans. So, Believe me when I say his claim is wildly implausible, even using a lab setting, let alone in the wild, and let alone at a scale that impacts any businesses or individuals rather than selected political actors. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a way to do anything with this. Because you have to, one, get a cartridge into somebody's hands, and two, hope that they don't notice the giant fucking Arduino gun tape to the side of it, keeping you from putting it in the printer correctly. <laughs> It won't fit. <laughs> <sighs> Unsurprisingly, Lore's claim comes from HP Backed Research, the company's bug bounty program. Tasks researchers from BugCrowd with determining if it's possible to use an ink cartridge as a cyber threat. HP argued that ink cartridge micro- microcontroller chips, which are used to communicate with the printer, could be an entryway for attacks. As detailed in a 2022 article from research firm Actionable Intelligence, a researcher in the program found a way to hack a printer via a third-party cartridge. The researcher was reportedly unable to perform the same hack with an HP cartridge. Um, Siobhan Albright, HP's Chief Technology of Print Security. Chief Technologist of Print Security. There's a fucking business card said at the time quote a researcher found a vulnerability over the serial interface between the cartridge and the printer essentially they found a buffer overflow that's where you 
that's where you have got an interface that you may not have tested or validated well enough, and the hacker was able to overflow into memory beyond the bounds of that particular buffer. And this gives them the ability to inject code into the device, unquote. Okay, you now are running code on the microcontroller of a printer. I don't know that you even have enough space in one of those EEPROM trips to do anything with it, though. I guess you, you would need to know the, the exact firmware version, because this is, this is like demo writing shit from the Commodore days, right? Where you have to know, like, what the operating system is going to jump to in next in memory to, like, just overflow an address to get it to a different instruction to maybe do something with that. Again, it's not impossible, but good God. <laughs> Yeah, Albright added that the malware remained in the on the printer in memory after the cartridge was removed. HP acknowledges there's no evidence of such a hack occurring in the wild. Still, because chips used in third-party ink cartridges are reprogrammable, and their code can be modified via a resetting tool right in the field, according to actionable intelligence, they're less secure, the company says. The chips are said to be programmable, so they can still work in printers after firmware updates. HP also questions the security of third-party ink company supply chains, especially compared to its own supply chain security, which is ISO IEC certified. Um, so HP did find a theoretical, theoretical way of cartridges to be hacked, and it's reasonable for the company to issue a bug bounty to identify such a risk, but its solution for the threat was announced before it showed there could be a threat. <laughs> Uh, HP added ink cartridge security to its bug bounty program in 2020, and the above research was released in 2022. HP started using dynamic security in 2016, essentially to solve the problem that it sought to prove exists years later. Okay, I'm going to stop reading the rest of the article here, because it goes on with exactly what we all think, which is this is about protecting IP, and HP wanting to turn printing into a subscription, which we know, because HP printers were doing this shit, where they were trying to sign people up to subscriptions for ink and paper. And we did the article a couple of years ago where when you canceled your subscription, the printer would quit working. So. It's a business model. That's like I said, I kind of like the ink tank idea where they, you don't have microcontroller controlled chips. Because here's the thing. You have this entire wacky of attack vector of talking to the microcontroller and the ink cartridge for your printer. The only reason, the only reason the microcontroller is in the ink cartridge in the first place is to prevent you from buying a remanufactured or refilled ink cartridge. Yeah. That's the only reason it's there. And by the way, the reason I went with that ink type printer, because I priced out regular inkjet ones too, is because a two, a, a, this $250 printer, they replace the refill ink for, you know, like I said, like 15 bucks for the three ink bottles, right? Or 10 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever it was. The, a close inkjet printer with the same features I wanted, which was mainly duplex printing. That was the big thing I wanted. Um, yeah, I could have gotten one for about 70 bucks, but refilling the ink was 70 bucks. Yeah. So it's like, Damn. Yeah. You refill the ink twice and you're better off having the other printer. That's That was the math you know I did, Madman. That's why I went ahead and spent the money up front for the big one. Because guess what? Those ink, those ink bottles, those are, third, those are third-party ink. And they're cheaper than the official. Although the official ink's not that expensive compared to 
fucking seventy dollar HP cartridges. But it's just like, I mean, it's it's a racket, man. It's an absolute racket, and I just hope I get enough life out of that printer to make it worth the, you know, buying the ink and bottles. <laughs> so. That's that's my concern. Is that is the inkjet printer going to last long enough to be useful for me? Because I don't print that often. I do print, and I'll probably print more having this printer to play with. Because I haven't had a color printer for five years. I just literally hasn't haven't needed one, and the little black and white laser has done everything I've needed that I've needed to print. But yeah, <laughs> anyways. Yeah, I, I couldn't say it's worth me buying a printer anymore. Is all the printing I do? Well, I can't say all, but the vast majority of printing I do is work-related, so I just do it at work. And the very little personal printing I'd have, I do it at work. <laughs> so a lot of people do. Yeah, I've had the laser printer at home, so I haven't needed to print my mailing labels and some other personal stuff at work. So I've done it at home. But other than that, I mean, you were joking about it, but character sheets, that's been a lot of my printing character sheets. So. And reference material for radio stuff where I'm, I know I'm going to mark it up like where I'm like printing out a wiring diagram where I know I'm going to want to, you know, write the colors of the wire after I tone them out and shit like that. But you know, that's, that's, could I do that on an iPad? Yeah. Do I want to? Not really. Pens and paper work just fine for some of that shit. But anyways. Yeah. There's some stuff you just want a hard copy of. Well, just easier for a lot of stuff rather than trying to figure out some app, half of which want a subscription anymore to use a tablet. Uh, next article is from APnews.com. Ring will no longer allow police to request doorbell camera footage from users. Amazon-owned Ring will stop police to, uh, stop allowing police departments to request doorbell camera footage from users, marking an end to a feature that has drawn criticism from privacy advocates. In a blog post on Wednesday, Ring said it will sunset the, quote, request for assistance, unquote, tool, which allows police departments and other public safety agencies to request and receive video captured by the doorbell cameras through the Ring's Neighbors app. The company did not provide a reason for the change, which will be effective starting this week. Eric Kuhn, the head of Neighbors, said in the announcement that law enforcement agencies will still be able to make public posts in the Neighbors app. Police and other agencies can also still use the app to share helpful tips, updates, and community events, Kuhn said. The update is the latest restriction Ring has made to police activity on the Neighbors app following concerns raised by privacy watchdogs about the company's relationship with police departments across the company, uh, country. Critics have stressed the... Okay, I'm going to stop reading this. You know what I think it really is? Well, okay. Oh, no, they do have it in here. Okay. Last summer, Ring agreed to pay $5.8 million to settle with the Federal Trade Commission over allegations that the company let employees and contractors access user videos. There it is. Uh, furthermore, the agency then- said Ring had inadequate security practices, which allowed hackers to control consumer accounts and cameras. The company disagrees with those claims. But, um, yeah. It, so here's the thing. I imagine Ring is not locking law enforcement out of these videos. Well, they are but not permanently. They're going to do just like your cell phone company does, just like Google and Apple, hundred other ISPs do. They're going to set up a backdoor portal 
And rather than yeah. just let the police have these videos, they're going to charge them a subscription for access. Makes sense. Well, that's going from what was already okay to being crappy. Because with neighbors, it was, I'm okaying my uh, footage to be seen by the police. You could have a ring doorbell, and you might not be part of neighbors, and you don't want the police looking at your doorbell, so they don't. A generic back door makes me wonder: Are they going to start letting, uh, start pushing all of them, or is it still a I have to click it's okay for you to give this to the cops? Oh, I'm sure there'll be some obscure checkbox that's on by default, buried in the panel, written behind language that doesn't really make it clear what it does. That way they can claim there's an opt-out when they get caught doing it. Yeah, or, that's the problem. I like the whole opt-in part of this. That, that or they'll do like Facebook and just reset your privacy settings to things that work better for their bottom line every couple of months. I, I honestly don't know if Facebook has reset everyone's privacy settings lately or not, but I know they did it several times there for a while. And it seemed like a gag of just every once in a while, yeah, your account went public again. <laughs> So, good news you're now helping us make money again yep last article I have for tonight Psychro sent me this one on uh, RVBS a robocall with artificial Joe Biden voice tells Democrats not to vote <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid we all knew this was going to happen with AI voices but it's funny an anti it's great and hilarious. An anti voting. I, oh, they'll be them for Trump. They'll be for all of them. They'll be the the Trump ones will, you know, they'll be like, oh, this is Donald Trump, remember, and you know, to vote, and they'll have the wrong day, the wrong polling locations. Oh, oh is no. that somebody doing twelve years for making a Hillary Clinton fucking Yes, um, and that dude's completely he should be let out of jail today and apologize to Exactly. It's the oldest fucking political joke there is. Hi, hi, my fellow Democrats. Remember to vote Wednesday. Yep. It's mm. it's a hundred-year-old joke. Or more. It's great. Everyone does it. Don't get fucking butthurt. And if you're so stupid to fall for that, you shouldn't be voting anyway. You're not informed enough to have a valid opinion on it. I mean, for a while, we were watching the YouTube videos of the AI presidents playing Dungeons and Dragons. You think they're not going to make them say stupid shit and put them out on videos online and Twitter posts and robocalls. Now with Trump, it's not go vote on uh, Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. It's remember, they're going to steal the election. So when you show up to the polling place, you'll need to secure it. Bring your ARs. Oh, for God's sake, don't give them ideas. <laughs> People will believe that shit. <laughs> and make sure your vote is properly counted. <laughs> Remember, anyone with a donkey on their sweater is a valid target. <laughs> God! No, no! We'll make America great again. Soon, madman. Soon. Oh, God, I want to do this right fucking now. Well, there's lots of websites for AI voice. Talk to Suave. He was playing around with that thing the other a couple of weeks back for... <sighs> anyways. You know, if nothing else, you can just, you know, make him say something god-awful, and then I endorse this message, you know. Just... 
Anyways. I'm senile, and I endorse this message. Oh, there was um, a couple of... What was it? Uh, Taylor Swift or someone like that reading fucking Mein Kampf? There's that one. There's actually Taylor Swift right now. Apparently people are... Um, I know, right? It's hilarious. They're, they're flooding Twitter with deep fake Taylor Swift porn, and I guess she's flipping the fuck out about it. So yeah. I, I guess it's, I can't blame her, but I mean, it's just like I mean, you're feeding dude, the trolls. Don't, don't, don't tell them not to do it because they just designate fucking thread after thread to Taylor Swift porn. Well, I'm sure they've got all of these fans out there who think they're white knighting to oh, stop it, guys, stop it and reporting all of it. And of course, again, you're feeding the trolls. I mean, when she complained about it yesterday, it just made it go harder. Yeah. So, no, if you want. When you want 4chan to go away, you ignore them. Exactly. They're going to have their fun. They're going to do what they're going to do. You either laugh at it with them or ignore them. They'll eventually get bored and go away. The more you fight them, the more they're going to enjoy it, and the more they're going to keep going. (laughs) They do love a good struggle session. So, are you, now that we know Tumblr still exists, have they updated the scoreboard on 4chan? Uh, it hasn't been anything for a long time, man. <clears throat> but no, uh, 4chan is still winning too. 2 nil. Yeah, okay, here we go. An anti-voting robocall that seems to be using an artificially generated version of President Joe Biden's voice. What's it saying? Huh? Applesauce? Is, is being investigated by the... No, probably that creepy whisper he does. Um, is being investigated by the New Hampshire Attorney General's office. The call sent on Sunday told Democrats to avoid voting in the presidential primary on January 23rd. Although the voice, or quote, although the voice in the robocall sounds like the voice of President Biden, this message appears to be artificially generated based on initial indications, unquote, said the state, they know from having seen many shops in their time, uh, the state AG's office said in an announcement today. The recorded message appears to be, quote, an unlawful attempt to disrupt the New Hampshire presidential primary election and suppress New Hampshire voters, unquote, the announcement said. The Biden voice in the recording, um, they've got links to it, (laughs) sounds a bit off, but perhaps could fool some people into thinking it came from the president. Quote, what a bunch of malarkey, unquote, the voice says, quote. You know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need you to help your your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday it only enables Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump. Your vote makes a difference in November, not this Tuesday. Unquote. Because <laughs> yeah, I guess if you vote in the primary, you don't get to vote in the general. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, Joe Biden did create another word yesterday. Oh, yeah. He stumbled all over himself and... Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm president? What happened to Barack? Yeah, really. (laughs) That guy's got to be the happiest man every morning when he wakes up and someone tells him he's president. Yeah, but by mid-morning, he's already forgotten. Yeah, but then he's just watching Matlock. Old people are happy with The apparently spoofed caller ID displayed the personal cell phone number of a, quote, prominent New Hampshire Democrat, unquote, NBC News wrote. That's that's a good joke. Uh, Biden's national campaign manager, Julie Chavez Rodriguez, said the 
Quote, the campaign is actively discussing additional actions to take immediately, unquote, according to NBC News. Biden isn't officially on the ballot in New Hampshire this week because of a dispute over scheduling between New Hampshire Democrats and the Democrat National Committee. But there's a writing campaign supporting Biden and the Democratic Party. And the spokesperson for the writing campaign described the robocall, quote, as deep fake disinformation designed to harm Joe Biden, suppress votes and damage our democracy, unquote. Ah, yes, the good old argument of Democrats, vote for us or democracy dies. And this story kind of touches on it, but there's something more interesting than the robocall when it comes to the New Hampshire primary with Democrats. Go ahead, because I'm not reading the rest of this. It's stupid. Okay, so New Hampshire has it in their constitution that they are to be the first in the country primary. You can have a caucus before them or whatever, but if, let's say a state were to schedule their primary for January 1st of the year, then New Hampshire has to move theirs to December 31st the previous year with their, the way their constitution reads. Uh, the, the Democrat Party, and well, both parties for a bit, but the Democrat Party's really pushing it, want to move to a rotating primary schedule so that no state is always the first primary state. Democrats are really pushing this because Hampshire, as far as uh, demographics go, looks nothing like modern Democrat Party. They're wanting, uh, like, South Carolina to be the first primary state. They say it will give a better view of what the actual Democrat Party Looks like uh, looks like and wouldn't vote for. It's also a state that favors Biden, and he's losing in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that. But I don't uh, generally. I don't know that I'm against the idea of rotating the order of their primaries around, uh, as opposed to it always being the same, you know, states. Oh, I'm fine with it. I think uh, 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 there's some caveats I'd want to do, but I don't, I don't know how that would be fair. Because uh, one reason the states kind of are lined up the way they are is the early primary states, if you look at them, they're cheap to run in. So somebody with no money can go in and win one of the early primary states and then start uh, collecting donors. So I would like for the early primary states to always be the cheaper states to run in. But they don't always have to be the same ones in order. So in my opinion, my opinion, New York would probably get screwed because they're one of the most expensive markets to run in. But, but then you also have the argument of that's only going to be once every 50 years. <laughs> well, I was going to say... You have to up it up the bill once every 50 years. If you had an agreed-upon schedule that would rotate, you know, like you said, every 50 years, you'd come back around to whatever the order was. I don't think that'd be necessarily a bad thing i think that might be unnecessarily complex but i'm not against the idea in general um if you're trying to move your primary season around to favor a particular candidate over the other that's kind of bullshit though but uh anyways um let's uh i just saw the clock let's do this and then we'll close out the show Huh, I'm picking up a... Let me check something. Yep, it is. 
just for the record, a Game Boy Advance charger will put a fuzz in my headset. Yes, I was trying to charge a Game Boy Advance. Um, I was trying to figure out where that buzz was coming from. It's like, oh wait, I plugged that thing in a few minutes ago when that when I remembered that thing was dead during a call earlier today. Um, ever you get your Tetris or Mario fix, it's all good. Oh, and Mega Man. I was playing the old Mega Man the other day in a call. It's when the battery died. I have a uh, <laughs> I have a uh, EverDrive for my Game Boy. <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> uh, I am Morps and I have a problem <laughs> anyways last article or last thing I have for tonight this thing's kind of cool it's hosted on archive um, it's called Tiny 11 and I may have talked about this before or a version of this this is a, a Windows 11 ISO that somebody has stripped down the install and they're, they've actually managed to get the install basically to the point of like it installs the Windows kernel, a couple of uh, support libraries, Explorer, and that's it. And it's like, yeah, they've got, they've got bare bones functionality for everything else that it needs. But it is enough that if you do need something, you can still go in and reinstall it either through WinGet manually, like if you want Edge, or if you need libraries. Um, yeah, it, but it basically, it's win, it's Windows 11 with everything stripped out of it. And then you can, uh, you know, only add in the bits you need. Um, you know, basically they stripped out everything they could and still have it boot. Um, and it'll still, it'll still do updates. Um, the the only thing is, if you want Chinese language support, you have to download a support zip and put it in there. But um, there's lots of comments in here talking about uh, that they've tested it out and it's in good shape. And um, yeah, a lot of people loading it up on old hardware and apparently it runs fine. So interesting little rebuild of Windows 11. I thought it was neat to look at. And uh, if you're wanting to build out a slimmed down system certainly a system worth looking at um he said he does not want to support piracy so he actually made sure that it was not pre-activated like you still have to punch in a, a product key so okay. you know it it should be legal i'm sure microsoft's not happy about it because i'm betting he's stripped all the telemetry out of it all the ads and shit like that but uh so i'm sure microsoft's not happy about it but technically it shouldn't be well it's redistributing the Windows install outside of Microsoft's control, so they, they might have an argument there. But, uh, yeah, anyways, I think it's fine. You're not, you're not stealing, really, since yeah. you're still in the license. If I buy a car and just want to use the left front tire, it, I'm wasting the rest of the car, but it's my fucking car to do that with. Yep. But now, Madman, now. you will own nothing and you will like it. Anyways, um, that's all I've got for tonight. Of course, listen to the stream. We're always working on it. Pure decking every Thursday for the most part. Uh, the Galaxy Fifteen Radio site, uh, Project Enigma, or the BBS. Madman, closing thoughts. Oh, I'm looking forward to when uh, the Democrats say New Hampshire's primary doesn't count because right now they're saying it's not going to count. That's why Biden's not on the ticket. I want to see that shit show happen. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it'd be fun to watch, I guess. No, it's not. It's, you guys have got no idea what we're in for. Oh, dude, I'm going to have popcorn and I'm going to watch the Democrat National Convention for the fifth time oh, in yeah. my life. It'll be great. Yes, yeah, I know, man, but this is going to be the longest election fucking run ever, man. Well, we'll just, we're just going to watch the catalog, the new language that Biden is in slowly inventing. Uh, oh. Hopefully by the time we get to the end of this, everybody will just have fucking had enough of this shit, and we just all stop. You think he's a live-action Mark Twain? If you don't watch early Biden, you can't understand late Biden? I, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's it. You need the companion reader when you're watching Biden. All right, are you that, that book? Closing thoughts. Fucking translator. I have nothing there. Whoops. I missed most of the news cycle this week. Thank fuck. Oh. But, uh, A closing thought that fits with the last thing we were talking. Why the fuck go. doesn't Windows sell this? There's a market for it. Here's bare bones. Here's what we want you to have. They used to. Buy the one to, you want. They used to have uh, Windows for legacy devices and Windows for embedded devices. They used to sell it. And they figured out people, gamers and people who just wanted that were buying that, getting that particular version and using that instead. And they didn't like that. They want you using the consumer version if you're a consumer, by God. So they uh, got rid of a lot of it. I think they'll still sell those like Windows Core editions and stuff like that for like people like making ATMs and stuff, but uh, they make it really hard to get if you're just, you know, regular person online. It makes me happy. You make me happy and take my money. That's the way the market's supposed to work. You get my money, I get happy. Well, considering Microsoft still controls something like 89% of the market, it's not that surprising. Um, and it's not Mac and Linux that have been taking the, mar- the model, the, uh, the, you know, percentage away from its Android and iOS. So they don't see a particular reason to change, unfortunately. But anyways, that's all we got. So sound effects and close this out. God hates Australia. Man, I'm sorry about this. I hope this doesn't ruin your day. Stop edging in my class.